Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Sound Heart. And uh, tonight's show uh, is about preparation and the importance of being prepared as a believer. And so the title of this show is Prepare Your Ark for the Difficult Times Ahead. Prepare Your Ark for the difficult times ahead. And uh, so I'm going to be reading from the book of Genesis and the book of Luke. And if we can, I want to get to the book of Habakkuk because he has a very powerful message for us uh, with regard to this topic. Indeed, uh, the prophet's name means embracer or wrestler, which is interesting. And so within uh, this particular topic, I'm going to be addressing uh, what I have come to call kinetic Christology, kinetic Christology. And I'm going to do that because for too long, the church has been brainwashed to accept a passive view of Christ and therefore a passive view of faith. Whereas in the biblical documents, there is no such theology. Passive understanding of Christ is not found within the biblical records. And an example for this will be found in 1 John chapter 1 that which was from the beginning, which we have seen with our eyes, that is, with the present result, that the the original vision of him has now matured into something that is wonderfully fantastic. There was no waning in his appreciation of the person of Christ, indeed. His, his appreciation for the person of Christ matured. And when you read the tenses uh, of the words that he uses in the Greek New Testament, you come to see this. Also, within the life of the Apostle Paul. Also, within the writings of Peter, there is a common uh, agreement as to who Jesus is and what he has done. None of these men had a passive view of Jesus. Think about Peter and his struggles in the faith and where God brought him to. God did not give up on Peter. Think about 
Paul, whose name was Saul. Think about how he came to the faith. And think about his journey to Christ. John, on the other hand, uh, was different. He had a deep, passionate heart understanding of the person of Jesus. And so we appreciate the different personalities uh, that have a common understanding or agreement as to who Jesus is. And so their faith, their understanding of Jesus was indeed kinetic. And they accomplished extraordinary things because of that faith understanding of Jesus. They did not have a religious understanding of Jesus. They did not have a understanding of Jesus uh, that had been encrusted with uh, religiosity. That was not their experience. They indeed each had an original, deep, personal understanding of Jesus. And so uh, prepare your ark for the difficult times ahead. Now, one other thing I need to address before we get into our study. Nowhere in the ancient records, in the annals, in the histories, uh, in the ancient chronology, in ancient folklore, whether written down or passed along orally, okay? neither in the writing uh, that, that we uh, have been made privy to from the ancient world, is there a belief that man originated from, uh, I should say, prime, uh, uh, from fish, there was an evolutionary uh, understanding or progression that, that uh, culminated in man. That is not found in the ancient text. Neither does one find writings of people living in caves or guttural or pre-guttural sounds or morphemes or memes. These things are not found in the record. What we find in the most ancient areas are very sophisticated cultures, extremely sophisticated people with extraordinary technology. But most of that, most of this has been hidden from the public at large. Why? Because the public as we know it has come under the brainwashing power of Social Darwin originated the lie of evolution. Remember, this was the devil's cosmos. The Bible, that is the Genesis record, tells us why God destroyed the antediluvian world. So, in the book of Genesis, in chapter 6, uh, we have... These words, 
I'm going to begin with verse 1. When men began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw the daughters of men were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. Now, the words, the, uh, the sons of God, is an ancient uh, designation for a supernatural being. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not contend, that is, wrestle with man forever, for he is mortal. His days shall be 120 years. So here uh, we see that Yahweh grieves over what had become uh, of the human race. Now, there are those who have postulated pre-Adamite beings, that is, beings that were uh, that predated the Adam. You do not find uh, this understanding in the word of God. The Adam was the original man, period. These companion or other writings uh, that arose uh, at different points in history, and we have them also with the writings, of the, they rose up along the writings of the New Testament too. Uh, they, they are distractions. These writings, for certain reasons, for certain uh, reasons that has to do with uh, textual criticism, were not included in the uh, in the canon. You will find some of these writings uh, in um, the Catholic Bible, as it were, but not in the received canon that you and I use. Uh, notice. He is mortal. His days will be 120 years. So the word, there's a, a, let me go on. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days. Now, the Nephilim, and the word, the I am suffix uh, is plural. And it's from the Hebrew word nephal. And it, it means he fell. Our, the English word giant uh, originated from this word. So the Nephilim, or Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. Now, that is very important because uh, in the post-flood world, uh, giants were also uh, extant. There were... There were uh, accounts of giants throughout the world. Listen, I, I've been studying this area of giants, and I, is, the evidence is very compelling. And uh, I saw a very interesting uh, block of granite uh, here today, and it's really interesting because they had uh, had been cut into a square, and uh, there's a, up along the side, there's a piece that looked like a human artery. Uh, and uh, and there, there's certain cracks in it that look like veins. So it, it was very interesting to look at it. Uh, and what happened to all these giants, you know, after the flood? What became of their corpses, their skeletons, their bodies, uh, the mineral content? Uh, uh, 
you know, what happened to to all of this uh, to their remains. Very, very astonishing. So that's for another show. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterwards when the sons of God went to the daughters of men and had children by them. So there, there's this theory that the sons of God here are these supernatural beings intermarried with uh, women, and the results of their offspring were the giants. Now, they have recovered some of the remains, uh, many of the remains of giants. Uh, the Smithsonian has, and uh, uh, the remains they have of these giants are always beings with six fingers on each hand, six toes on each foot. And uh, many of them have double rows of teeth, so, and, uh, which is also very interesting uh, as well. So, and there are those who don't believe that the sons of God were supernatural beings that intermarried with women. Uh, verse 5, the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. Now, let me tell you, the, the, the earth that uh, Moses is speaking about here, it was completely different from the earth that you and I know. Uh, the, the ground, uh, that is, there was a, a, an atmospheric ocean uh, above, just like there is now, but uh, water came up uh, or mist came up out of the ground that kept the environment the way it should be. And so what we have in Genesis, this part of Genesis, is a division. God divided the atmosphere, and he created the earth. So the Lord saw, and here we have a divine investigation. And we have the resistible judgment of the irresistible uh, judgment of God. Uh, the Lord saw how great man's wickedness was uh, on earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on earth, and his heart was filled with pain. So, now at the end of chapter five of Genesis. Uh, beginning in verse 28, uh, we have the, the birth of the son of Lamech. Uh, we read, and when Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. His name was Noah. Now, Noah's name means rest. His name means rest. And Lamech said, he will comfort us in the labor and painful toil of our hands, caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. So we read that the ground was cursed because of sin, because of man's sin. So after Noah was born, Lamech lived 595 years, and he had other sons and daughters, although Lamech lived 777 years, and then he died. Now, we have also found uh, ancient documents, uh, stone, limestone, sandstone documents, uh, that record uh, the long, uh, extremely long lives of ancient kings and ancient people. 
So remember, the earth was very different. These people did not eat food uh, that had been compromised by nanotechnology, uh, by, by modern farm methods. Uh, they did not eat food uh, that was destructive to their health. It was a very different environment. So the Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth, and his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have made, whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air. For I am grieved that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I I love the the way the, the, the Bible is set up. The Bible presents the case against man and against human sin. And then uh, the Bible provides the answer uh, that God has provided, or that God provides. It is, it is remarkable. And uh, I, I love that in the writings of Paul, and it, it, just, the, just the divine contrast of what evil and what sin has done, and then what, what God does. So... But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Then in, then in Genesis 6, 9, we have this one statement. This is the account of Noah. So God, through Noah, is, is gonna pre, uh, will prepare to save uh, a, certain, a certain number of people from the ancient world, from the, uh, from the destruction of the antediluvian flood. This is, I, I'm always bothered by the, uh, the, the cartoon way in which this is presented to children who later become adults. And so they, they will maintain this cartoon image uh, of what is going on here. But uh, in the Hebrew, this word uh, for flood is mebul. And it denotes the the oh, uh, it, it originally denoted the heavenly uh, or upper part of the cosmic ocean, and so we read that the fountains of the great deep uh, open up uh, beneath the earth, the crust of the earth, and so this is none other other than the primeval sea. And so uh, the atmospheric ocean above and the primeval sea or the primal sea beneath are going to meet again because God is going to do what? He's going to collapse the world. The world is going to be inundated. It is, this is unimaginable violence and destruction. It is unimaginable. And so... In Genesis 6, 8, we read, Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. Uh, Don't we live in that day? Don't we live in a time in which we see the corruption and we see the violence? The Bible, uh, Moses writes that the earth was corrupt in God's sight. And full of violence. 
so God saw, this is 612, how corrupt the earth had become for all the people on the earth had corrupted their ways. Not most, not some, all. So, and uh, then God says, so God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all the people. For the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. Now, this is, this is interesting. We have to go back to Genesis 2, to the creation of the Adam. The Adam was created out of the Adama, that is, out of the ground. Okay, the Hebrew word for blood is dam, D-A-M. Or when you remove the vowel, A, the A vowel, we have dum, dum, D-M. And so uh, man is intimately connected to the earth or to the ground. It was his blessing. He lived in paradise. He lived in Gan Eden. God had provided all that he needed. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And who mimics God? None other than Lucifer, son of the morning. And he comes to uh, the man and his wife in Genesis chapter 3. He comes as what? He comes as the Nakash. He comes as the shining one, the beautiful one, the compelling one. And he comes into their home to destroy their home that God had given him. Watch your home, men. Listen to God and you won't lose. Verse 11, chapter 6, now the earth was corrupt. So there is this constant refrain about the corruption of the earth. The ark um, in Hebrew is called it Teba. And so this Teba was made according to divine direction, a divine blueprint had been given to uh, Noah. And this Teba was designed to withstand the crushing forces of, and turbulence of what God was going to do upon the face of the earth. Look. Trees would be uprooted, land would be uprooted, giant rocks and stones, uh, houses, buildings, all would be uprooted. And so uh, just think about the crash energy of these objects being propelled against the hull of the ark. Think about the violence of the wind. Think about... Uh, the, just the the incredible hydrodynamic uh, pressures that were going to be brought upon this uh, particular vessel. Now, the Tiba is a type of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we read in the book of Isaiah that when Jesus, as he hung upon that cross, the crushing force and the crushing power, the horrific power of sin 
was cast down upon him. As he died for us, Jesus is our ark. You and I must be in Christ. You have demonic entities that day to day God is dead. Why do church people feel the need to believe they need a personal Lord and Savior, a.k.a. the Joel, the old thing? They have to be dismissive of the Word of God because they don't know the Word of God. You cannot know the Word of God. You cannot say that word have I hid in my uh, heart that I might not sin against thee and be superfluous or treat as superfluous the person of Christ. There are, this, is, this is mutually exclusive. You can't do that. If you love him, you love him. You love him, you serve him. You love him, you follow him. Noah is brilliant. And he was chosen by God to build this vessel. Now, there are those who believe that on my Ararat, they have found an outline of the hull of the ark. And they have found ancient uh, anchors in that area. And I believe that. Uh, that some of the petrified wood that they have found up there could be pieces uh, of the ark. But now they are petrified. They, they've turned to stone. Uh, and so it, it is fascinating. So I, I, I keep that open, like the subject of giants. I keep myself open to new data and new findings. Uh you know, it, it is fascinating what what has been found, but what what has what is not covered or what has been dismissed, because these people do not want people educated. And the maps that you and I look at are are wolf or purposely inaccurate, because they don't want you to know how what the Earth is really like and and how the Earth the uh, the Earth is set up. So. God uh, destroyed the uh, the, uh, the world with the flood in chapter uh, chapter seven verse six. Quote: Noah was six hundred years old when the flood waters came on the earth, and Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Now, notice who was on the uh, this ark. Only Noah and his family, Noah and his wife and his son's wives, his sons and his son's wives. Now, verse 9, male and female came to Noah. Uh, God sent these animals. God sent, not Noah. God sent these animals into the ark. Male and female came to Noah and entered the ark as God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. So after Noah entered the ark, he and his family and the animals had come in, 
Now we have the number seven, we, uh, the, the number of completion. So one week later, uh, the Tihom, and we read about the Tihom in Genesis 1, the Tihom, the, the great ocean, the great deep, uh, and the, the, the land mass was fractured and, up, and uplifted. Uh, and the, the ocean basins were uplifted, and the waters uh, came up. And I'm talking about unimaginable force and power. The, the explosive nature uh, of these events. Now, Noah is in the ark. He is, is safe. He is safe. He and his family. And the sounds going on outside, and then, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, after Noah entered the ark, these, there are people running uh, and knocking on the door of the ark, asking to come in. Is that what the Bible teaches? On after Noah was in the ark for seven days, notice the language. This is verse 11, chapter six, or chapter 7. In the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the 10th month, notice that number 17, on the day, on that day, all the springs of the great deep, that is the primal sea, burst forth. And the floodgates of heaven were open. Now, you think that there actually were people outside the ark knocking on the door and begging to come in with these explosive forces going on, with these unimaginable powers erupting? I don't. I don't buy that at all. And the rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. Now, here, here the, great, the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of heaven were opened. So the atmospheric uh, cosmic ocean began to come down, and uh, here's, it looks rather passive, but and rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. Verse 14, they had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kind, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, and everything with wings. Pairs of all creatures that have breaths of life in them came to Noah into the ark. Now, male and female, male and female is what the word of God teaches. The Bible does not teach that that term gender is not found in the word of God. The male gender, the female gender, no. That's not found in the Bible. That's destructive humanistic sociology. 
animals going in were male and female of every living thing as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord shut him in. So not only did God give Noah instructions to build this ark because of what was coming, because of the the difficult times that were coming, notice the preparation had been finished, God shut him in. You and I must prepare our ark for the difficult times ahead. Faith cannot be tested, cannot be trusted. That cannot be tested, cannot be trusted. Well, God, if you really love me, you would not let me go through difficult times. Where is that found in the Bible? You may find that in churchology. In churchology, you would not find that in the Bible. You may find that in so-called pastoral therapy, but you would not find that in the Bible. That kind of language, that kind of talk uh, is not found in the Word of God. God loved Noah. God protected Noah and his family. Now, is Noah perfect? No. There's uh, an incident that happens uh, after uh, this incredible event that some questionable things happened. Is Noah in the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11? Yes. Yes. So, for 40 days, verse 17, the flood kept coming on the earth. Hebrew reads the Mabu. And as the waters increased, they lifted up the ark high above the earth. Now, our Savior was lifted up. Son of man was lifted up on our behalf. He was lifted up above the earth. The flood of sand did not consume him. The flood of sand did not overcome him because he is Lord of all, Lord and Lord over all. I want you to see the doctrine of salvation. I want you to see the doctrine of soteriology. I want you to see the doctrine of redemption. I want you to see also the doctrine of reconciliation uh, in the book of Genesis. I want you to see God's plan for us. God wants you to prepare. In the latter days, difficult times shall come, demonic times. And as the believing community, as we have time, and what did Paul write? Redeeming the times or buying up the times because the, day, the days are evil. Remember what Joseph did. Before the seven years of famine, there was what? Seven years of prosperity. God gave them time to prepare. Well, those, those pyramids over there, those were, the, those were merely the tombs of Egyptian kings. 
not what they found. That's the lie that they want you to believe. They want to discredit. They don't want you to believe that Joseph was this uh, the leader over Egypt during this time of prosperity. And in, in order to where how how and where did they store grain to feed the whole world? He not only fed his people, he just but the world was fed. The world was fed by this genius Joseph, whom God, whom Yahweh directed. They're not going to give any credence to the Bible and what God has done. Any semblance of grain in any uh, of the the pyramids that they could have access to, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you anything that's going to support or lift up your faith. Stop looking to the world to give you affirmation. It never will. You must crucify the flesh with its affections and love. For 40 days, the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. We have found the skeletons of marine animals on top of mountains. We found the skeletons of whales. We found uh, ancient clams. On mountaintop, they found the remains of palm trees in the North Pole. And don't be mistaken, the pyramids are not only in Egypt. There are pyramids in Europe, pyramids in North America, pyramids in South America. They have pyramids in, in uh, Antarctica. Pyramids are around the world. Moses keeps emphasizing the water. The waters rose and covered the mountain to a depth of more than 20 feet. Every living thing that moved on the earth perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth and all mankind. What happened to the remains? Over time, what happens to remain? They calcify. Okay? And uh, the, the, the fleshy tissue disintegrates and goes back into the soil. From dust thou art to dust thou shalt return. What happened uh, to the minerals in the bodies? Well, we see these minerals in the earth, in its soil. Everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. 
every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. That's the language. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. I don't know what's going to happen next year. But by faith, I believe that God will protect us and watch over us. There's a huge snowstorm over our, our, our land, over Canada and over our land. And they're knocking out power. My prayer is that God protects us so we can protect our family. I'm going to ask you again to buy food and fuel to get water, to buy what you need to take care of your family. Prepare your ark for the difficult times ahead. Prepare your heart by faith. Get into his word. Study his word so that you will have the strength and the courage to face what is coming. These people just appropriated $1.7 trillion Federal Reserve note. 1.7 trillion Federal Reserve note for what they do, for what they want to do. They know what inflation is. They inflation is ruining people's lives but they have appropriated 1.7 trillion Federal Reserve notes. You think they care? Paul wrote, there is no fear of God before their eyes. Don't you see that? Aren't you experiencing that? Don't you know what's going on? Verse 23, every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out, man and animals and creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. This is the determinative witness of what happened in in the ancient world. Listen. The Eskimos have a flood narrative. The Romans had a flood narrative. The um, uh, the North American, so-called North American Indians have a flood narrative. The Greeks had a flood narrative. All the ancient cultures had what? A flood narrative. Read the Epic of Gilgamesh and read about what he said. It almost parallels what the Bible teaches about this flood event and what God did because men had become horribly, wretchedly cruel and evil. We have all this evidence that is, if you are willing to go and read and to get a knowledge, you will know that this book does not lie, but man lies. And you can prepare You can prepare your art for the difficult times ahead. Good evening, and God bless you.